Now, it's time for the Enforcer. Winner of four Stanley Cups. One of the most dangerous men ever to lace up the skates. It's the Darren McCarty Show. Brought to you by Pain-Free Life Centers. High-intensity, high-dose laser therapy. Live your life pain-free with no drugs, no surgery, and no side effects. Now, here's Darren McCarty. Happy Friday out there, WJR land, wherever you can hear us on AM760. WJR, I am four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty. As always with my partner in crime, Ashamba Legion and Eric Dorch on the ones and twos. But uh, what a great uh, September 24th, the uh, the uh, Chris Chelios, Bob Probert uh, day on a Friday. Um, man, a lot of stuff going on. Some big college games coming up. We got another NFL game at Ford Field this weekend. Uh, Baltimore coming into town. I think uh, the Lions are an eight-point underdog right now. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about the Tigers winding up their season. I'm going to ask Sean Belegian uh, about A.J. Hinch and uh, where he would put him in the managerial conversation. Um, there's a couple other questions I have for Sean, but i got to start here. I'm tossing around. I'm going to ask you two questions. The most important, because I've been fielding it on my Twitter, Darren McCarty4, which you can get a hold of me also to all week. Sean, how's that kidney stone, bro? I feel great. No, seriously, I, pre- I appreciate it. You know, a lot of people were asking and everything. I mean, that's like, honestly, I feel great. It, it was I was kind of sore um, since the last time we talked. I was kind of sore for a couple days. Um, I, I wish I could explain it to you. It was It's just this weird feeling. And they said that there'd be like some phantom pain and everything. And they weren't wrong. Uh, it was just like this weird feeling. But I feel fine. It's It's, you know, totally cool. And let's go. And you know, contrary to what the doctor said, I'm I'm not going to chill out on my red meat intake. If I would, anything, I'm going to up the red meat intake. So let's going, go. I was going big J journalism on that one. Has it cut into the barbecue life, or have you taken a few days off and right back on it? I mean, last week, because of the kidney stone, in respect to your sodium level, we stayed away, <laughs> but can you give an update maybe on some of the things that might have passed through the Belgian Grill over the past weekend? Well, I know for a fact I, I can I can recap everything. Uh, my daughter can. loves uh, ribs with extra brown sugar on there, so I, I did a rack of uh, uh, extra brown sugar ribs. I, I did some of the uh, bacon brisket burger. And uh, this weekend, if you want me to save it for later or do it now, player's choice. Uh, this weekend, I got some things planned for player's football Sunday. choice. Oh, gosh, he feels really, really good. And while he's riding high on that on that bubble, and we'll get into what he sort of decide. play. He's got player's choice going over there. I want to ask the other question I have for you, Sean, is uh, how is the traffic? How is doing traffic oh there gosh. on WJR? I am the absolute yeah, worst. Yeah, I mean, there's just there no McCarty. other way to say that. I love it. Get out of your get out of your element. I mean, you haven't done traffic <laughs> since when? Never. That was your first. Never. Time? No, really, ne- never. You know, um, many years ago when I started in the business, uh, I worked for our current boss, and uh, I I never did 
traffic and weather. And you know the thing, Mac. I mean, you you dealt with it before. Sometimes, you know, there are a lot of things going on. And the boss tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I need you to do traffic and weather three days in a row. I'm going to do whatever they ask me to do. But, um, you know, as Clint Eastwood once said, a man has got to know his limitations. I'm awful. I'm absolutely awful. It, you know, Mac, it'd be like, listen, you had your place in the National Hockey League, okay? You, you, there's a reason why you lasted so long in the National Hockey League. It would be one day, Scotty, going to tell you, I need you to go point for point with Mary Lemieux. It's not happening. Nobody could throw me in net, and I'd do the best <laughs> I could, but you can't expect me to give you a Hasek performance. I mean, especially when I tell you I'm not going down. I think it would look like yeah. Hasek. I don't know if it would be the saves no, of Hasek, I mean, though. It wasn't I'm not going down. I'm not getting up. <laughs> oh, there right? it is. Like I, and we play, but here's the thing, Sean, um, is that I'm sure it wasn't as bad as you always say it was, but it's get out of the comfort zone. What did you learn? Like something that people don't realize when they – because a lot of times we listen for for the weather, we listen for the traffic, we listen for different things, but it's on autopilot. How many times do we hear it? But but it, there really is a talent that goes into that job, isn't there? Did you? The more I, you I have it, mad you respect for. No, you're right. I have mad respect for Ken and Dana and whoever else is doing it because you literally have Mac. I'm not joking. You have a window of about 35 seconds to say everything. Uh, especially like during the afternoon, the Dan Bongino show, (laughs) you have to be on time. And and it's like, for me, it's like, I I can't say all of that in 35 seconds. Well, I I had to do it. I felt like one of those speed readers. It it was, uh, you know what? I'll do whatever the boss asked me to do. That's, you know, honestly, I'm not trying to be PC. It's like, what do you need me to do? I'll do it. But, oh, my gosh, it was awful. Yeah, it's a, it's good to get out of your comfort zone every now and then. I've been uh, sort of known to do it. And, uh, you know, one of the things not out of the comfort zone, which uh, switching over to the Detroit Lions. And did you notice that last uh, – I noticed this last week. I, I bring to people's attention. But DeAndre Swift joined Billy Sims and Barry Sanders, the only Lions running backs, gained 1,000 scrimmage yards and 10 touchdowns in their first 15 career games. Um you know, you, you say for whatever it's worth, in my opinion, but still, the numbers don't really lie. So the fact is, is that if we can keep DeAndre Swift healthy, that means he's a viable asset. I think we can all agree on that, right, Sean? Oh, my gosh, no doubt about it. And, you know, I think the difference is, is obviously distribution now as well. There's not going to be the wear and tear that you saw on some other guys. And, you know, we're always going to play the game of what if with, with Billy. You know, if that – Injury happened even 10 years later. His career probably would have continued. But um, I, I I think the guy, the sky's the limit for the guy. You know, it's as they continue to build this, and I know we're going to touch on that coming up because this is going to be a process. Whether anybody wants to admit it or not, it is completely inconsequential. Um, you know what? There, there are some pieces around him, and there'll be some more pieces around him. But isn't it usual, and we're going to touch on, obviously, um, having Baltimore coming into town. Uh, on Sunday, uh, ex- exciting game. Obviously, uh, Lamar Jackson. You know he's a, uh, you know one of those guys that is a show in himself. Uh, but the whole thing is, is that we're two games in. Obviously, the first half and the second second half of the Green Bay game on Monday night uh, was uh, polar opposites, and I think that we're in for more of that. But if we're talking about different things, about speeding the process up and stuff like that. That's got to be through excitement. 
But I think that uh, even that uh, you know and I know and everybody knows, and we're going to touch on this when we come back from the break, is that uh, whether you've done like I haven't made it uh, two seasons, a 34-game uh, reevaluation, or you're Sheila Ford-Hamp, and it's six years that they've given the contracts to Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. We got things to look forward to, but but I like them. And we're going to hone in on that. Obviously, left tackle, Panay Sewell, is what we're going to talk about first. Anyways, well, thanks for joining us here on this Friday night, the Darren McCarty Show, AM 760, WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. Badoom. Love that uh, kiss, Detroit Rock City. Anyways, talking about Detroit Rock City Sunday coming afternoon. Baltimore Ravens are in town to face our Detroit Lions. Our Lions are 0-2. But as I mentioned before the break, I've seen some signs. And we're going to start left tackle, Penny Sewell. Um, yeah, I think I read a stat. And I'm going to hashtag Tom Mazaway. So if this, uh, if I Mazaway Costanza this one, which means jinx the kid, but he hasn't allowed a uh, sack at left tackle since uh, fourth week in uh, college. So I mean, whatever that is, whether that means anything or not, um, I think just again, like I said last week, right on the first game where the guys did not quit, we heard coming out of training camp. Right, we're gonna play till the whistle. The coach talking to the players. Well, things did not go well Monday night, but one of the things that they're doing is they're gonna build this by the lines. Now, in my opinion, that offensive line is a little bit further along than the defensive line, we can all admit. But man, when you see us run the ball, Sean, and move guys off the line, especially to that left left side to where Panay Sewell is, isn't it look different? It looks like it did back in the day um, with the Dallas Cowboys or even sometimes to, it looks like a legit over and over and over running game. Am I putting too much stock into this or do you think that we have something here? No, I don't think so. You know, I mean, Mac, I know people don't want to hear it. The last thing in the world a Lion fan wants to be told is to be patient, okay? It, that's been our whole life, but this is a work in progress. And, you know, it, it's almost like really building a home. And, you know, there there are certain parts of the, the construction that are just about right. And I think the offensive line is just about right. But you know what? You have to go work on the kitchen, and you have to go do the upstairs, and you have to, you know, let's get the basement exactly where we want it. But the foundation of it right now seems to be that offensive line, and that foundation is strong. Would you say building a lair? Building a lair from the big fellas. In. I would really wish you would not be staring directly at me when you're saying that. It feels so much better. I'm in a, I'm in the corner of this room right now, and there's no way to get out of here. No, exactly. But, but you know, we started with Frank Ragnow, and let's everybody go back and and realize Frank Ragnow re-signed under Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, right? So that's sort of the if you're looking for. Uh, the building block is right there. Now, I, I like Matt Nelson, and, and I like there's some continuity on the offense. Now, the biggest thing to me, obviously, and the Lions 
seem to have addressed it by shopping Jamie Collins around. And the reason you don't cut a guy like Jamie Collins is because his contract's too big. I believe like $32 million left on it. So it, hopefully we can get a draft pick. But what I like, Sean, is the fact that the Detroit Lions are, rec- are making some of the tough decisions, right? There might not be the popular ones, the Don Muehlbachs. To move on from the snapper, that's small. But the fact is, they are addressing the situations, and when they don't have outside speed, and when they get burned on the outside like they did in Green Bay, and they need to add to that and give other guys a chance, that shows me that they're willing to do whatever it takes, and it doesn't matter who it is. No, and I, I'm with you, Mac, and I, I hate saying this. I really do, but I, I felt this way for a while and, and unfortunately in our town, because, you know, we've seen so many losses over the years, I think people take this the wrong way, but I'm going to say it anyway. To me, wins and losses really don't matter that much this year. I want to see progress. I, w- I want to see a general direction. I, w- I want to see a team improve from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and, and really put into focal point, you know, what we need to address in not only this next off season but the off season after that because i really do think mac that this is going to be that type of situation that we'll get a good look at what they're doing before the third year you know after we get the next couple of drafts and the next couple of off seasons and and everything so i know people don't like to hear that oh well hey bro why are you being a hater no i'm not being a hater as a matter of fact i like it they're not living a lie. They're not looking in the mirror and saying, guys, we're this close. We're, we're this close. I mean, I, I'll, I'll do respect to Bob Quinn. I remember talking to him on the eve of the season in 2019, and they, literally that's what he said to me. He said, we're this close. And, and I think, unfortunately, so many regimes in, in, in town, in particular the Lions, have, have done that, you know, where they look in the mirror and instead of seeing what you know, what they really are, they see something completely different. So I appreciate that these guys understand that this is going to be a process. You know what it's like? You know what it, Because we are all, no matter how old we are, the same suffering Lion fan, but it's almost like when you hear, um, and I'll use the analogy of 100 years ago where people didn't get divorced, but, you know, grandma and grandpa stayed together for the kids or it was just like a business relationship or it was just every year. It was the same thing. Nothing changed. This one is, is as if you're in a relationship and it's not a new relationship, but it's one where somebody is more of an addict, but they're trying to get better and they're, they're showing you progress that they're doing the work. They're not just telling you that they're not drinking. They're going to meetings. They're, they're doing stuff like that. And I think as lions fans that, we want to see this pro- the progress and we want to see the sun and we know there's dark cuz there always is but as long as we and we feel a part of it right you brought up the bob uh bob the quintricia era i mean is that Sean and you covered it so tell us because to me that what you're experiencing now with the Holmes and Campbell is the exact opposite of transparency and hey buddy look look at we're doing our best and trying this instead of instead of hey don't look over here look over here cuz over here everything's okay is isn't it polar opposites and isn't that why it's somewhat refreshing yes and there and, and you know what mac they're never going to come out and say 
guys we're not expecting a lot this year, guys we're not expecting a lot next year. This is this is a to me, and this is going to sound so condescending, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is a common sense thing, guys. Look at look at the deal for Matthew Stafford. Okay, <laughs> you're you're getting future draft picks. So what is it? Does that mean that they're going to win now, or they're going to win with future draft picks? I mean, it really is a common sense thing. But you know, we both have mutual friends that because it's a new year and because Dan Campbell, you know, came in and. You know, it has done a good job of changing the culture. Now, no, we got to get on that. We got to get on that ten and seven train and all that stuff. And it's Mac again. It's 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 common sense stuff. If if it was win now, you would see moves for win now. How do you, you guys see, see future draft choices? No, you're absolutely right. And you know, are there certain things you want to see this weekend's game against Baltimore? Or what kind of game do you expect? Because I don't think any of us expect them to win but there's also different things we're looking for and here's the one thing right where the transparency let's use the two-year program the 34 games is that we're going to look for different things for each game uh, and hopefully find progress in it but it's at the end of the day the fifth or sixth thing is going to be wins or losses because we could because we've been in this we've been in the 0 and 16 and feel helpless and nowhere to go but a couple pieces, right? We we know that feeling. This is way better than that, in my opinion, because there's hope. So, you know, that's the uh, – before uh, we cut to the break and switch subjects and move on to college because there's some big college games coming up and couldn't be prouder of uh, our two local teams. But uh, any thoughts, you guys, on TJ Hawkinson and, you know, this kid's a man? Flat-out stud. Flat-out stud. Sorry, I've been, I've been saying it for two years. I know you have. So Sky's the limit for this kid. So have Sky's I in the, the attitude. I love it, man. And, yep. and just the, the catch he made in the end zone, the touchdown. But th- this is a stalwart piece. Get to know that name. I know we all have, but he's a real deal Holyfield. Now, so like, but, you know, and talking about the Jamie Collins thing and all that and, you know, making moves uh, – with Decker, and if Decker comes back and won't play right tackle, you know, there's possibility to, you know, shop well, he's him got, around. Right. He's, shop him around and see what you can get from him. But it, at this point, is everybody on the market? Like with TJ Hawkinson, he, you know, he's still no, young, he's he, still there, but is he still a movable piece or is he a piece that you almost have to look at? You know like how Calvin, I say hashtag wiser plan? You just hold on to him. You know what you say hashtag wiser plan? Yes. What's well, almost like, hey, Holmes, what's, what's Holmes say? <laughs> what's the plan? Right? Yeah. Right. It's well, it's, it's almost it's, it's almost it. hashtag, hashtag homes. Well, I'm just saying. I, I, the more reason I'm if saying it's with is or, not... so I don't know if 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 it's to win now, Dorch. If it's to win next year or win if they want to try to make that big splash. But I don't see it that way. I see them building boulders and pillars instead of anything else. Sean, don't don't you like they have a plan? I don't yep. know exactly what it is, but to me, it's not upset the whole apple cart unless like through injuries and different things that come up you know their plan was to play Penesula right tackle and Decker left Decker got hurt that wasn't the overall plan right so um th- these are but these are good aren't these to you aren't these good problems that we're gonna have because it's it shows you that you have talent Right. If you're Absolutely. like, I don't know, man, like the kid's 20 years old and and 
he's getting some good props, but it's going to make you better quicker. That And to me, Taylor Decker always seems like, well, what's best for the team? And if it really is that he's got a goal play left tackle, well, I think that he's better than at least five other left tackles in the league, just not knowing any left tackles. But he's probably, you know, in the middle. You know, I don't know where he ranks, but he gets paid like he's good. So, anyways, uh, we'll take a break here. I want to, uh, hey, excited. Some big games uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday, Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, I want to ask you two guys, um, are you nervous at all for your team? I'm looking at you, Dorch. Are you nervous for your Michigan team? And and are you nervous about your quarterback? Because your running game is pretty good. Anyways, uh, I digress, but we'll be right back. Thanks for joining us, Darren McCarty Show, here at AM760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. I was born in... Well, Burnaby, but I grew up in Leamington, and it's a small town. Anyways, uh, what's going on? Darren McCarty here, four-time Stanley Cup champion on Darren McCarty's show on this Friday night, WJR, with Shawnee B and Eric Dorch. Shout-out to uh, Mr. Positive out there, wherever you may be, brother. We'll, uh, you got to drop. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God is, is right. But uh, uh, Eric was asking me a question during the break about um, – we're playing the past because of having Calvin or Stafford back when we could have used them as as pieces. Are we there? I told him to shelve that question for another year when your when your young assets are a little bit more valuable and we see the direction of Brad Holmes going. Does that suffice you, young Dorch? Can the you answer, chew on that for the a answer bit? I was looking. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I wasn't trying to pose it like that's my opinion. I was just curious. You look back at these years when the Lions weren't that great. We could have sent Calvin away for a King's ransom to get value in in the draft and all that, but we we kept him around on the hopes that when we got a QB around him and when we, you know when you made the moves you wanted to make, it was going to pay out. I see Hawkinson as something like that. Maybe not to the same talent level, but the last thing you want to do is ship him away for the draft. Like the draft stock, get all these players, and then realize, oh, the one thing we need is a high caliber tight end. Too early, Sean. Way too early. Thank you. Uh, anyways, no, 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 but the, yeah, no, but I like where your brain's at, and and I like how you sort of separated yourself from from that comment. My, too. my my brain's just a year ahead, I guess, is what it's at. Oh, that's it. Atta boy. See, I I knew time travel was possible. Anyways, how about these? Uh, are you nervous for your uh, Wolverines at all? This uh, don't they have the traveling state from uh, New Jersey? Yes, yes, they do. Rutgers University. No, I'm not. I'm not nervous. I. I what I, are you I, looking to see? What are you looking to see? Uh, Obviously, we've I, answered the questions of, where, or have we answered the questions? Uh, that every all I hear no. is about are we throwing it downfield or whatever. But you've established, you've established the ground and pound and established. I, yeah, I, look, I, I've mentioned this to Sean, I think, every week since U of M started, and that is that I would like to see Cade McNamara open it up a little bit more because uh, the run game is great. We're so whose fault is that? Is that the caller? Or, but yeah, I, I, well, okay. that's the thing. I was talking to a friend earlier today about this exact thing, and I think it's one of two things. It's either one that Cade, they just don't think Cade can do it, which might be the case, 
or it's that they just don't have the need to do it. If you're doing something right, why change it? You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But what worries me is I think if Cade could do it, Harbaugh would be doing it. Harbaugh doesn't strike me as a guy that wants to run it 57 times and throw it 10. He's more, I feel like he's a more balanced guy. You look at the quarterbacks we've had in the past, half of them weren't great passers, but we still threw the ball more frequently than, you know, than usual. Hey, Sean, before you comment on that, um, I just got a text. uh, That friend Eric was talking about is actually a friend of mine. He said, well, Eric, please please, uh, call me associate, not friend. So, uh, but what do you think of what, um, does Eric have a point here? Right, whereas yeah, it, you, know you think what? it's more Eric, quarterback or coach? Eric, I, you know what? Let me just say this. Eric, I think you are you are a prime example of what's happened to Michigan fans in the last five years. Oh, and I hope you Pretty take this in the proper context, okay? You were amongst the biggest slaps in the world five years ago, as most Michigan fans were. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh wasn't just going to take over. Jim Harbaugh was going to dominate, okay? And and I mean, Mac. I'm wait, wait. He's he's agreeing with you, but then he put up. Did you uh, think that he was going to dominate? I'm no, not even a Michigan slap, but no, I was no, all Harbaugh. No, 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 no. I didn't. I mean, no, really, not you, but I, George. I thought that he, George is that trying he to say he did I thought I thought that he might mix in a division by now, but but no, it's not that easy to just come in and run rough shot like that. I mean, even with all the success of Ohio State for the past decade, you've seen Michigan State steal a couple. You saw Penn State steal one. It's just not that easy. So what that has been replaced with in the last six years is Michigan fans are very guarded now. And I think that's smart because, Eric, I think you gave a perfect a perfect explanation of where Michigan's at. Oh, okay, we're pretty good. Uh, there are some questions, obviously, about Cade. I think there's still some questions about the defensive side of the ball, but we're pretty good. Mac, to me, the old adage, do you know when Michigan season begins? When it finally hits the road. That game next week at Wisconsin is going to be a huge tell about what this Michigan team's all about. And that's, for me, I, I agree, yeah, I, I'm a little guarded. That, for me, is the reason why this week I would like to see them open it up a little more because Wisconsin is a team that, when you look at the schedule, seems like the first big option that could be very tough for us to run on. So I would like to know that if that run game does stall, and I hope it doesn't, but if it does, I would like to know that we can trust on Cade to throw the ball more than 12 times in a game to make it effective. Sure. That, that That's my sure. reasoning. I, I am with you on that. Sure. And, and here's the thing. I like this Michigan fan. Guarded. Thought. You know, because it's just like their coach right now. You don't hear all the noise coming out of Michigan. Right? You look at you. You've only resembled how your coaches led you. You know, who's got it better than most. And we're going to win everything. And, and Deshaun's point is that, you know what? I think Harbaugh's the first one that will admit that it was hard. It's harder to win than he thought coming in here. But I, I, I look obviously just culture wise, and the fact that the noise that's not coming out, and that the questions that we're asking aren't the same sort of questions. But you're asking uh, from a Michigan standpoint, like it's realistic. That's a great conversation to have, and I think that hopefully that you get to see what you need to see this weekend, and and it's a positive quiet optimism right it's the same thing as as the best thing that i heard last week coming out of michigan state was mel tucker after the game telling his team it says you, you like three and oh how's three and nine sound which means 
let's get ready for next week, which you see that because that team is slowly but surely, or maybe not slowly but surely, maybe quickerly, their identity of their coach. But their coach knows who he is or what he wants to be, got rid of all the stuff last year, and now... You know, how cool is it to, if you're a Sparty fan or whatever that you got one of your guys getting some national attention and Walker as as a Heisman, you know, talk. That's pretty cool, isn't it, Shani? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I, I don't get wrapped up in September Heisman stuff. I, I, I never have. I mean, I, I think we all remember Tate Forcier and, and, and obviously Shoelace and everything. Uh, just keep her going. I mean, I think everybody, whether you're a Spartan fan or not, you have to sit back and take a look at what this team has done and going into hostile environments like Northwestern and Miami. I'm not saying that either one of those teams are good, but I, I think they've been ranked for a reason in recent years. So, um, you know, we'll find out. I mean, this is an interesting text. I mean, coming up, you've got Nebraska who played pretty darn good down in Norman. You know, is is this one of those trap games or something? Let let's see if Michigan State is prepared for that. Yeah, well, you know what? It shouldn't be a trap game because you know of whatever else is you got to go play. And and the big thing is you mentioned just like Michigan going into Wisconsin in a week is the fact that you got to play it on the road, right? I don't care if, how your team's been, whatever you know, guys that were thirty years ago and they were great. It doesn't matter, and the fact that you can go somewhere with some pedigree, or as they say, you know, like you don't have to be a Miami fan to know the Miami Hurricanes from the cons and convicts or whatever age. I mean, there's there's a place where people know Miami. So you beat a program, no matter how good or bad, it always stands out. So good luck to Michigan. Good luck to Michigan State. Um, like I said before, is when these teams are winning, it, it's good for everybody. So we're going to take a break here. On the Darren McCarty Show, when we come back, uh, I got to ask Sean something um, about Mr. Tyler Bertuzzi and uh, came out about uh, non the only non-vaccinated wings. So uh, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on the wings uh, prospect camp and uh, we'll touch on uh, what else is uh, Sean's going to uh, try to rebuild that kidney stone with. So uh, we'll figure it out when we come back here. Darren McCarty Show, AM 760 WJR. This is the Darren McCarty Show on 760 WJR, where Detroit comes to talk. Now here's Sean Belegian and Detroit Red Wings legend, Darren McCarty. This is Darren McCarty. I always wanted to do that. (laughs) Every time I hear that thing, well, it is me. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining us here. Last segment on this Fantastic 24th of September. Sean, did you get flooded at all this week over in uh, the mean streets of Livonia? No, no, no. You know, I, I've, I've been out of Livonia for a few years and in, in uh, the Northville area now, but no, thank God we, we avoided it. I mean, I'll tell you what, Mac, it was cra- Wednesday afternoon. It was it was a monsoon. I, I mean, I'm not joking. There was about a 15 minute. I've never seen it rain so hard. <laughs> talk to me. Thankfully, talk to me, traffic we, uh, and weather. We talk to me. How was, were, you up oh, in, no. were you up in Sky Chopper? What was going on? Did you, were you fly? Was it just a harrowing? <laughs> what, what happened there? <laughs> I-275, just northbound of six miles. Slow go. Oh. And you're the worst and you're peeved because that's your exit ever. to get home. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only one I know. I I get off there 
to go home. <laughs> oh, too much fun. Anyways, uh, you know, this came across um, my grill sort of lot. I was on the air when, when it happened the other day, and uh, it was Steve Eisenman was doing his press conference, uh, and it came out where he said, singled out, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't have the quote in front of me, but the fact Tally Bertuzzi is the only player that refuse to get vaccinated, right? That is a strong statement in itself. And obviously now the repercussions of that. And here's the thing. My first reaction is, yeah, you, you, you're a human being. This is your choice. Nobody forces. I a hundred percent agree, but there's consequences for actions. And obviously the NHLPA, whatever the rules are about, you can suspend a player because he can't play in Canada because of this. Sean, the biggest thing for Darren McCarty, and this is Darren McCarty, right? Where it that, and these are certain things, and this man is, uh, and Steve Eiserman himself, but out of everything that I got, and I want to be honest, like and open as I always am with the listeners and stuff like this, it was this thing that I read at the bottom where Steve Eiserman said, I got vaccinated and my family did too. For me, right then, out of every any conversation, any ideas, to me, Darren McCarty, because of what this man means to me and whatever else to any point, has made way harder decisions, right? But that's leadership to me. So it's no question. Now, the fact that, that Tyler Bertuzzi is the only one, it doesn't sit right with me because this is the team. And this is sort of like you have to understand that when you signed that contract this summer, that that was part of you going in. And, I, and I've heard, you know, my friends that have gone the, when they went in the military, they had they never got sick for 10 years because they got a shot and a here and they're here and whatever else. They didn't have a choice, but that was their decision. So thinking about it is that I find it hard I respect his opinion as a as a human being, but he's got to remove himself, and he put himself in a, a in a bad position by accepting the new contract with that with that. That's my that's my opinion, and and I just think that and the fact that everybody else does, and this is just all I know is that locker room and that and that man is that that to me it that's the the slap on the side of the head where it's like, oh, okay, why wouldn't you? Does that make sense at all, Sean? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Mac, you know, I'm going to come in it in a different direction, though, because everything that you said is valid. And he's going to be giving up, what, about $450,000, and he can't play the nine games in, in Canada and everything. He's got to feel so strongly against getting that shot, knowing everything that you just said. Yeah. This might hurt his place in the organization. It might hurt his place in the locker room. It's going to hurt his checkbook. He's going to get a ton of crap from people. So for him to feel that strongly about it, I don't know why. I, I don't know if there's any medical reasoning or anything. It, it's amazing to me. And, and Mac, and, that, and that's I a great point, a Sean, because that's a great, great point, because I have to remove myself from being able to see this like fairly. I can't. No, I get it. Right, get it. you know what I mean. So I have, so my opinion is strong, but it's also mine's 
biased to a sense, but that's what my convictions and my morals have been built for my years. You know what I'm saying? So I respect 100% what you're saying about that, and I also would understand why because of that situation that I I was in also, my personal situation. But I think that sure. your point is it's personal. Right and it and it bleeds everything everything down. Dorch, you had a question. Oh, or I like... was, you guys kind of touched on it with, with all that. I was going to say what like speaking at this I, I, the human side of it. I understand and all that, but what does something like this do to a locker room when it's it's the one guy who's kind of the odd out and you almost kind of have to like feel like he's not really not all the well, way. It's, in. It, it's just hard because because like you got to it's almost like a guy being suspended and it's not like you look at him like ostracize him or whatever but there's this i don't know all in brotherhood in hockey right that everybody's you know everybody's pulling the rope same way so i i mean i i just i don't know i i think that as they were negotiating because he was in the contract it, it just sort of did this just come up but you're right Sean is if his convictions are that strongly to what it is but again as we learn there's you know pros and repercussions positively and negatively i guess depending on how it works out so how do you how, like cuz isn't it 98% of the league and 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 the hard part he'll have to Dorch's point is that he's the only one it's not like there's yep. half of them or there's not half of them so i hope every I, what's the best ending for this like anything else Sean Oof, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but at least we're talking know. about it. And everybody, you yeah. know what? Whether it's agree to disagree, but the fact is, is like I always said, when I'll take it back to March 26, 97, you can never lose respect for a fellow human being, right? So the fact that we are able to talk about it, not yell at each other, but under, try to understand our differences and the fact that he feels that way. So, um... Sean, whatever you do, we'll catch up next week. Uh, we'll be from Motor City Casino. Eric Dortch, you'll be on vacation uh, for the Michigan Treasure Induction for the Grind Line. So, the Aaron McCarty Show, going on the road. Thanks to Dortch. Thanks to Shawnee B. I'm D-Mac. Later.